Hello, love. Welcome to episode one of Hormone Bestie. I am Erin, your hormone health BFF, and today we are talking about why you should care about your menstrual cycle and how to start cycle syncing. So as a reminder, before we get started, these podcasts are here for educational purposes and are not meant to be taken as personalized advice. So let's get started with why on earth you should even care about your cycle. I think so many people just suffer through their period And then once that's over, it's like they never think about their cycle and try to forget it ever happened until the next period comes along and they are miserable. And if your school sex education was anything like mine, it probably consisted of this is your period, this is how you use a tampon, pad, and condom, now please don't get pregnant. And they probably even told you that you can get pregnant anytime you have sex, which by the way isn't isn't actually true. And for some reason, we wonder why no one understands women's health. Because we are taught that your period is the main event of your menstrual cycle and that periods are gross and shouldn't be talked about. There is just so much misinformation when it comes to women's health, which is why we are here right now to set the record straight on some of this stuff. The more that you understand your cycle, you might find you actually feel better, have more energy, and really start to get the ebb and flow of your life. If you are a menstruating person, your hormone levels shift every single day, which is why you might feel different every single day. You weren't built to live in a box where you do the same thing every single day. That just isn't how it works. The quicker that we can embrace that, the better we usually feel. When your hormones are fluctuating, you might feel more emotional sometimes, you might feel more energetic other times, and it totally makes sense if there are times when you feel more reserved or introspective. If you have never heard of cycle syncing, we're going to chat about that a little bit today. If you have heard of it, I hope that this information can further your cycle syncing journey in a beautiful way. Cycle syncing is the concept of matching our lifestyle choices to where we are in our cycles so that we can start to feel more in sync with our bodies and live life according to our natural rhythm. This can include food, exercise, or even just daily activities. From my personal experience, when I listen to my body and listen to the phase of my menstrual cycle that I am in, the benefits have been amazing. It helps my creative brain get going, it helps me feel more energetic, and I'm able to honor how my body is feeling and rest when I need to. But to start, we have to know where you are in your cycle at any given time. Now, as you start to cycle sync more, you might have a good idea just by how you're feeling, but in the meantime, tracking your cycle accurately is important. A lot of people just use a simple app to track their periods on their phone. And while this can be helpful, it's not the most accurate because they can't actually tell if and when you're ovulating. A better way to know is by tracking your basal body temperature daily and monitoring your cervical fluid. If this is new to you, it might feel totally crazy and maybe a little bit gross, but I promise it's really not that bad. You want to check your basal body temperature first thing in the morning using an accurate BBT thermometer. If you ovulate, your temperature will drop slightly right before ovulation and rise after ovulation, staying elevated until your period starts. And your cervical fluid will get more sticky and egg white-like as you get closer to ovulation. Now, just because you bleed and have a period doesn't mean that you ovulated, which is why tracking these stats can be super helpful. If you have ever thought, do I really need to know if I'm ovulating? Isn't that only important if I'm trying to get pregnant? First of all, yes, you do need to know. And second, it's important for more than just pregnancy. Ovulation is like the climax of your cycle, like the ice cream to your ice cream sundae or the crust to your pizza. If you're not ovulating, this can be concerning. I know a lot of people only care about ovulation if you're trying to get pregnant, but healthy ovulation is actually a sign of good health because it means that your body feels safe enough, nourished, and nurtured well enough to reproduce. 
Ovulation is also what gives your body enough progesterone, and while the sex hormone progesterone is most known for its importance in reproductive health, it's also very important for neurological health and musculoskeletal health. Not to mention, ovulation is also what splits your cycle into the two phases, follicular and luteal. So next time someone says it doesn't matter if you ovulate, maybe just walk away. A few scenarios where you may not ovulate are in times of stress, inadequate nutrition, or overexercise because your body feels a threat, and this can cause your body to focus only on what functions it deems absolutely necessary, and for some people, reproducing is not one of these functions. You can actually have a period but not ovulate during that cycle too. Having a period does not automatically mean that you have ovulated. That being said, the loss of a period is generally a sign that many people may notice. You may have heard of this happening with athletes or in severe calorie restriction. This can be because their body isn't getting what it needs nutritionally to support all of their activities. So let's jump into your cycle. Your cycle starts with menstruation, aka your period or the bleeding. The follicular phase is the first half of your menstrual cycle. You can remember this by FS for first. During this phase, your body is preparing to release an egg. Then you have ovulation, which is generally the 24 hours that one of your ovaries decides to drop an egg. A lot of times an app will predict a fertile window. This is actually not how long you're ovulating, though I used to think that it was. I genuinely thought you ovulated for like five days um, because that's how long my app would say I was. But you only ovulate once and it occurs over one day of your cycle. However, sperm can live for about five days in the female reproductive tract, which is why your fertile window starts about five days before you ovulate. So that sperm could get in there. You could ovulate three days after having sex and still get pregnant. After you ovulate, your body enters the luteal phase. If you got pregnant during this cycle, this is when the fertilized egg implants in the uterine lining and the follicle that previously held this egg becomes what what is called a corpus luteum, which is a cyst or mass of cells that secretes progesterone that we talked about earlier. If you don't get pregnant, the corpus luteum will die away and you will have a drop in hormones that leads to the start of a new period. Now, this is a very, very brief overview of your cycle to get started with cycle syncing. We will get more into this in a later podcast episode, but for now, this will help us understand how to sync your life to your cycle. Now, let's get into cycle syncing and start with menstruation. So like I said, this is your period. We can all give a little boo here, but the reality is is that your period actually shouldn't be horrible. We have been conditioned to think that having a painful, uncomfortable, debilitating period is normal. Just because this is common does not mean that it's normal. If you get one thing from this today, it's that just because painful, debilitating periods and PMS are common does not mean that they should happen or that they are normal. A little bit of cramping prior to your period and during the first day or so may be okay, but when it keeps you from living and enjoying your normal life, it's time to reach out for help. If you are interested in nutrition for period pain, don't you worry. We will get to that in a couple of episodes, so keep an eye out. When we think about your period, let's dig deeper into what's going on. Some people experience an increase in energy expenditure, also known as their calorie burn, during their periods, have a bigger appetite, and occasionally need more rest. Estrogen and progesterone are low in this phase. So honoring these changes is important. This means eating enough, resting when your body tells you you need to rest. This looks like three consistent meals a day with snacks in between that give you carbs, protein, and fat. It can also be helpful to limit caffeine and alcohol this time to support your liver health and help your liver function process excess estrogen. And I know that's not what you want to hear, but it actually can really help. And I know that 
we survive off of coffee in this day and age and everything is caffeine all the time, but limiting it even just to like one to two cups in the morning and definitely try not to have coffee on an empty stomach can make the biggest difference in how you're feeling on your period. We also want to make sure that we are replenishing our iron stores. This is extra important if you have more frequent, shorter cycles and heavier bleeding because you could be losing more iron. But here's the deal with iron. We have animal-based sources, which have what's called heme iron, and we have plant-based sources, which have what's called non-heme iron. Heme iron is easier for our bodies to absorb and use, whereas non-heme iron is not. They're both important sources, but adding a vitamin C food to your non-heme or plant-based sources can help your body to use that iron better. Animal sources include beef, oysters, chicken, turkey, and generally meat sources. Plant-based sources include like beans and lentils, tofu, fortified breakfast cereals, breads, and some leafy greens. So if you are on your period and you're trying to make sh- figure out what to make for dinner, this could look like getting a burger or grilled chicken for dinner or black bean tacos with bell peppers. If you are someone who deals with a ton of cramping and bloating, I feel you. I used to feel like that. I used to feel like I was just knocked out for the entire week of my period with nausea and such painful periods and cramps. To help minimize cramping and bloating, drinking ginger tea or adding ginger to meals can make a really big difference. Ginger has actually been shown in some studies to be as effective as ibuprofen for menstrual cramping. During your period, it can be best to choose lighter exercises, things like walking, yoga, or low-intensity strength training. This helps improve blood flow, decrease cramping, and improve energy. I personally love low-intensity strength training at this time. It doesn't leave me like I just had my ass kicked like HIIT exercises do at the time. Listening to your body during your period is crucial so that you don't overdo it. You should feel good after you exercise. So if you do feel like nauseous and exhausted and like you just need to go sleep for five days after working out, that's definitely a sign to maybe take a step back and take it easy and try to do some easier exercises during your period. Next, we will get into our follicular phase. After menstruation, estrogen starts to rise and becomes the dominant hormone during this phase. You might feel more energetic during this phase. A lot of people start to feel more outgoing and motivated at this time. I highly suggest taking advantage of it. I feel like my creative brain goes crazy during my follicular phase, so I will even save projects that I'm not feeling particularly motivated on for this phase because I know that it will give me that boost that I need to make stuff happen. It can be helpful to eat foods high in zinc, vitamin C, and fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K to support the upcoming ovulation. Foods like oysters, citrus fruits, dairy, pumpkin seeds, and sunflower seeds are all great foods to add in. With the increase in energy, this can be a good time to add in more cardio and higher-intensity exercise, keeping in mind that it's still necessary to listen to your body and rest as needed. Then we have our peak, ovulation which is usually somewhere in the middle of our cycle, but it really depends on the person. It's also not necessarily at the same time every month, which is why tracking is so important. And ovulation truly only lasts about 24 hours, but this is usually when we feel freaking great. You might feel super energetic, sociable, basically you're ready to party. What's really happening is that your body is in the mood to reproduce, which happens to make you feel good. Kind of feels like a trap, but we will take advantage of it. At this time, we are really focusing on supporting your liver and your body's natural detoxification. Not detoxes as in detox teas or anything like that. We don't do that here. Not a fan. 
We are talking about your body's natural detoxification systems, including your liver, kidneys, and GI tract. So we want to do everything that we can to support these systems so that your body can beautifully process and metabolize any excess estrogen. This means plenty of cruciferous vegetables such as Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and cauliflower, arugula, and cabbage, lots of antioxidants found in our deeply colored fruits and vegetables, and we want to make sure that we are eating enough. The best thing that you can do to support your liver and natural detox systems is to eat enough. Without enough energy and carbs, our bodies cannot function the way that we need them to. You may not have the same hunger and fullness cues as you would during other times of your cycle, so it's important to be aware of if you are fueling yourself consistently and adequately at this time. You may feel super pumped, so get ready to do some higher intensity exercises as these can be perfect at this time of your cycle. Our last phase is the luteal phase, which is largely characterized by the rise in progesterone that comes from the corpus luteum that we talked about earlier. During this phase, we really want a beautiful balance between estrogen and progesterone. We don't want too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. During this phase, you may feel really discerning and introspective. This can be when you feel less outgoing, more like you just want to curl up by yourself, read a good book, or just relax. During our luteal phase, we want to continue to support our natural detox systems, but we also want to help prepare our body for that upcoming shark week, your period. Choosing high magnesium foods during this phase can really help decrease any bloating, cramping, or PMS symptoms. These are foods like pumpkin seeds, spinach, almonds, edamame, and dark chocolate, my absolute fave. I love to make a fun homemade trail mix with a bunch of these foods like pumpkin seeds, dark chocolate chips, walnuts, almonds, and dried tart cherries. This will give you good magnesium and healthy fats and help fight inflammation. The other thing that we really want to prioritize during this phase is blood sugar control. And this is actually important for everybody. Blood sugar control often gets talked about when it comes to things like diabetes, but it can actually play a really big role in hormone health too. So this means that we want to avoid a sugar rush and crash because this can contribute to worse PMS symptoms, painful periods, cravings, and hormonal acne. We use nutrition to assist with blood sugar control by eating carbs with a protein and fat foods. Not by avoiding all carbs, that's definitely not what we do. When you pair a carb, such as an apple, with a protein, such as a cheese stick, it helps slow down that digestion and how fast the sugar from the apple gets into your bloodstream, and this can help limit that blood sugar spike. If you are someone who gets tons of cravings right before during their period, this could actually be a game changer for you. Making sure that your meals have a carb, a protein, a fat, and a fiber and that you're getting three consistent meals in a day will make a big difference. This could look like having a carb such as brown rice, a protein such as salmon, and veggies like Brussels sprouts and carrots to go with it for one meal. This fiber is coming from veggies and rice, and the fat could be coming from the salmon. Thinking of your plate as having all of these components will help to make sure that your meals stay balanced, and so does your blood sugar. Your energy may be lower during this phase and strength training can be perfect for this time of your cycle, similar to exercising during your period. Walking and yoga are also helpful for stress management. Strength training, walking, and yoga and other low-intensity exercises can also be great for improving blood sugar control and decreasing overall stress on the body. At the end of our luteal phase, estrogen and progesterone drop again, signaling the start of a new period and we start again. Looking at our cycle as a whole, our follicular and luteal phase really counteract each other, so I think it can be really helpful to take advantage of what each of these phases offer. 
During the follicular phase, you may feel more motivated and really ready to get down to business. You may enjoy being around people more and generally feel more extroverted. During the luteal phase, you may feel more introverted and ready for some alone time, less motivated to get things done, and more interested in relaxing and taking part in self-care. Honoring these shifts in your hormones and mood can actually help you to excel in each phase. It's so funny because I was painting our house a couple weeks ago and I picked out this bright, bright yellow for one of our walls and I was so excited. I was so into it because I just felt happy and bubbly when I looked at it and I was painting it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. I wonder if this is too much. And it's so funny because I actually realized that I had picked out this color during my follicular phase, but I was then painting the wall in my luteal phase. And my reactions to the colors actually changed depending on where I was in that moment. And I kept the wall and I am loving it, but it's just funny to think about how we react to different vibes depending on where we are in our cycle. But honoring these shifts can be a beautiful way to honor your body. I think that we tend to think we have to be on our A game all the time. And maybe this isn't really realistic, or maybe your A-game doesn't look exactly like you thought it did. Maybe your A-game means sometimes you're killing it in the social area or in your work, and maybe other times it means that you're doing the inner work and taking time to yourself. Rather than pushing yourself through your whole cycle, you can use your luteal phase as a perfect time to rest and get ready for your follicular phase where you will kick ass and take names. What is essential is that you start taking stock of how you feel at different times in your cycle. I would even start making notes of how you feel on different days, especially if you notice you have a drastic change in your mood, excitement, level, or motivation. As you start to make note of these changes, you might start to see a pattern in the changes as a reflection of where you are in your cycle. I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful and inspired you to take a new approach and almost see your cycle with a new mindset and new eyes. It doesn't have to be this awful thing that we do our best to ignore, and it could actually be something that helps you start to feel better, feel more like you, and understand your body so that you can live life empowered. I hope that you are inspired and ready to go for it this month, and I can't wait to see how this works for you in your life. If you want to follow along on Instagram, I invite you to follow along there. I am at erinlindorford.rdn, and we talk all about things nutrition, food, fertility, and hormone health. So you are welcome to join me there and you are welcome to keep listening to this podcast. If you did love it, I invite you to share that. Um, Either send me a message on Instagram or share it in your story and tag me so that I can see that you are loving this as well. I hope you have a beautiful week and keep an eye out for episode two, where we will be chatting with one of my besties about her journey in fertility and pregnancy and loss. And I hope that you really enjoy the beautiful story that she is going to share. Wishing you happy hormones and goodbye.